Welcome to Richard Ellis Talks with Richard Ellis. Thanks for allowing us to share this time with you. Honestly, it's our favorite time of the day where we get to hang out together and talk about how the truth of God's Word can make a huge difference in your life. And that's what we're going to hear from Richard in a way that only he can do with words of hope, insight, and humor. You may be stuck in traffic or stuck in life. Either way, today's message is going to help get you on the right track as you learn how much God loves you right where you are. So let's get right into today's talk. Here's Richard Ellis. The title of today's message is Get Directions. And a lot of people think that the Israelites were in the desert for 40 years because none of the men would stop and ask for directions. The truth is that they would not have had to spend the time there at all if they had followed directions in the first place. Turn to Psalm 23. We're going to try to move left to right today and hit this thing. Some of where this is coming from is a lot of the conversations that I have with people. You just can't imagine how many people just don't know where they're going. And they want to look like they know where they're going. They want to act like they know where they're going. They want to, you know, feel like they're going someplace, but they really don't know where they're going. And if you even do a Google search, Google Maps, whatever it is, there's a little place up there on almost all search engines that says something like, get directions. And you either get directions because you are lost or because you don't want to be lost, right? Now, it is wiser to get the directions before you embark on your journey than to get in the middle of it and try to figure it out as you go. But most of us are trying to figure it out as we go, or we just say, you know what, I'm too proud, I'm too whatever, I'm not going to ask for directions. And we kid men about this thing, you know, as much as anybody. And I grew up in one of these houses too, my father would drive forever, and get angry and frustrated. And if anybody made this suggestion, you know, even if you did it quietly, Daddy, what if, we, you know, you don't even whisper it. Do you think we could stop and ask someone if they, you know, oh my gosh, you'd get backhanded into yesterday, you know, for that. So nobody said anything. Well, I grew up in that house and in those cars and pretty much now I'm like, if I'm lost, I am on it. Pull over, stop. I am not gonna drive around like an idiot aimlessly. I can drive around like an idiot without being lost. Ask for directions, get directions if you don't know. And it's one of the things in these conversations I have with people trying to explain to someone, there is a difference in being stupid and being ignorant, okay? Now, ignorant sounds like a terrible word. Ignorant just means you don't know. You don't have the information. If you're stupid, that's just a whole other thing. Now, if you're ignorant and you never learn, now you're stupid because you could learn. You could find out. And all it is is just a simple stop. Say, like, you know what? I've been living my life however many years. It's not making sense. I don't know where I'm going. I need to get some directions. And some of the reason people show up at church or talk to you as a Christian, if they think you are, find out you are, or listen on the radio or TV programs, whatever it is, CDs, tapes, whatever they're doing, it's because they're trying to get some information. And some of them do it without anybody knowing it. Like, there's got to be more. There's got to make sense. There's got to be some meaning and purpose in life. I can't just go aimlessly. And at some point, it starts feeling like you're going nowhere, doing nothing. Now, 23rd Psalm is pretty common. Most people know, you know, part of this thing, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And one of the no-brainers in verse 3, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God desires to lead us in the paths of righteousness, doing the right thing, doing the godly thing for his name's sake. It's not just about you, it's about him too. 
His plan was to get us back. That's why Jesus came, lived, died, buried, raised from the dead, is that he was trying to get us back on the path he intended, paths of righteousness. You say, well, paths of righteousness are horrible. Your life's going to be miserable. You're not going to have any fun. It's only those, you know, drab, mean old Christians who have paths of righteousness. I'm having a good time. You wouldn't be listening to me if you're having such a good time. You're looking for some paths of righteousness, whether you know it or not, because it doesn't work any other way. God designed you. God made us. He knows us. He has purpose and meaning for our life, but you've got to get some directions. You've got to read the directions somewhere along the way to figure out how to do this. Let's go to another one. Go to the right a few pages. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is a big old long psalm. Go down to verse 105, believe it or not. There is at least that many verses. Psalm 119, 105. The psalmist here says, and I'd read everything before this and everything after it. Just encouraging to read everything before this verse and everything after it. <laughs> Anyhow, you'll figure it out later. <laughs> Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, if you feel like you're in the dark, you can't see where you're going, it's simple. You're going someplace, get you some light so you can see. And in a conversation I had with somebody this week, I wish I could see farther down the road of what's coming. You know what? You don't know that. And sometimes I think if we knew that, we'd freeze up. We'd be terrified because there may be tough stuff coming. He gives you information about what? What your feet need, your path needs. It's just like a flashlight. It's daily bread. It's light for today. And if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm taking you to the scriptures. I'm going to take you back to the scriptures. And some of you people, I think, look at me like, you know what? Why do you keep harping on these certain things all the time? Because even the people who stare at me aimlessly don't even read their Bibles either sometimes. They, we know all this. You know what? I don't care what you know. I want to know what you're doing. Because a lot of the trouble that we get ourselves into is simply because we're not in this book. We're not reading the directions. You say, well, what are you talking about? Like, it's going to tell me how to live my life tomorrow? Absolutely, it's going to tell you how to live your life. You say, well, like where I should go have lunch or something? You know, where is like Wendy's in here somewhere? Well, there was one windy day with Jesus in a boat, and you can read about that. <laughs> it's all in here. It just keeps you from doing certain things. You just say, well, you know what? Why would I go there? So you read stuff in the Bible, and God says, do this, don't do that. You say, well, I don't want a bunch of do's and don'ts. You know what? How do you train your kids then? This works, this doesn't work. Try this, don't try this. Gives you some direction. You say, well, I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Then you're going to be a mess. You already are a mess. And it's not going to get any better. Proverbs chapter 4. Turn over there. Keep going to the right. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's jump in at verse 11. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter under the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. They're stumbling, don't even know what they're stumbling over. 
He says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You get in situations. It could be women. It could be liquor stores. It could be strip joints. It could be shoe racks. It could be anything. And you're walking along and all of a sudden you hear those voices over here, over here, over here. Come to me, I will make you very happy. <laughs> or it's, hey, you know, something. <laughs> now, everybody knows what it is, right? You know what your deal is. Let me tell you something. You're going to get sucked down that path every time unless you got a plan. Unless you've got some directions and you're going down your path, you say, God, this is how we're going today. He says, that's right. This is how we're going. And the signs, you know, if you drive down the highway at all now, I don't remember this as a kid, but you go, there's like a truck stop. Then there's these triple X signs. You ever see these? Man, they got porn houses. And if you get talking to truck drivers, what the truck drivers will tell you is that around those porn truck stops, whatever they got, there are prostitutes who worked that neighborhood. So a trucker can get close there and say, hey, I'm coming into town, sweetie, and well, you know, I'll meet you. You say, well, I don't, I'm not a truck driver. Who are you running around with? <laughs> you need to meet respectable people. None of us are respectable. We all got our stuff. And you gotta have a plan. Who goes on vacation and saying, where y'all wanna go? Let's just fill up the car and go. Where are we going, Daddy? I don't know. We're just going to drive. I don't know if I want to go there, Daddy, because I don't know where we're going. We'll know when we get there. You say, well, that's an adventure. You know what? Enough adventure already. Let's go somewhere. Make a plan. We're going from Dallas to Miami. How do you go? It ain't through Chicago. I can tell you that right now. How do we end up in Chicago? How do you end up in all these places you end up? You got no plan. Another one. Isaiah chapter 30, keep going to the right. Isaiah 30, verse 19, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, which basically here, by the way, this is prison food the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. Yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teachers. In other words, the people, the godly leaders who have been pushed off into a corner will be out there where you can see them and where you can hear them. And if that's not good enough, then look at verse 21. Your ears shall hear a word behind you. It's one thing I can see what I got, but you know what? Sometimes what I see is not all I need. Where am I getting my instructions? Well, look what it says here. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Now, I've shared this before. I think people think I'm absolutely nuts. I believe you should pray without ceasing and ask God little stuff. And Patrick and I talk about this. We go to lunch once a week at least. We get in the car and then we kind of look at each other. Where do you want to go? And I'm sitting there praying, God, where are we supposed to go? 
and inadvertently we end up eating in restaurants and somebody comes in. You can't just go where you want to go all the time. You have someone, if you're walking with him, you got people leading you, but you got the Holy Spirit. This is Old Testament. New Testament is you have the Holy Spirit in you. Don't just ask your buddy where we're going to eat. Ask God where we're going to eat. Ask him, what would you like to eat today? Well, I'm not really hungry myself, but I have somebody to talk to over here at this place. I'd like to get us over there because I've orchestrated this whole thing for that bunch of people to end up here where you're going to be. Your whole life doesn't belong to you. Don't just go do stuff. You say, we got to do this all the time. If you don't get a directive, then pick a place and go. But listen, because he will give you directions. And it is astonishing to see how God can move your life and get you in places that you never would have ended up. You're doing that on the negative end, right? You're astonished. How did I end up here? Who is this girl? And I don't even know my name. Country song out there. If you're tired of ending up places you don't know where you are, then let's try to end up someplace where you go, I know exactly why I'm here now. God put me here. You say, well, then you're one of these wackos that thinks you're hearing God's voice. You know what? You better be hearing God's voice or it doesn't work. You say, well, you like audible voices over there. Take the left. You know, I'm not hearing that. It's just interior stuff. So you put the scriptures in there and in your hard drive and you're thinking and praying and you just don't end up the same places. Jeremiah 6. Gosh, I can't read all of it. Just jump down to verse 12. And their houses shall be turned over to others, fields and wives together, for I will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. Because from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace. When there is no peace. It's all going to be okay. You know what? It's not going to be okay. You continue to sin, you're going to get so jacked up, you won't know what to do anymore. Stop it. Repent. Change directions. Verse 16. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. No. And people say, well, why would God do this? Why? You know what? I'm telling you, God is not doing half the stuff happening to you. We are bringing this on ourselves. Stop blaming God for all your junk. You are making decisions. You are going in directions. You say, well, I can't help myself. Then get some help. Say, God, you got to help me. And if that's not enough, say, God, you have to send people to help me and surround yourself with a bunch of people who can help you stay in there. A girl stood up today and said, I've got addiction issues. I'm struggling. Someone help me. That's our job. Amos 8.11. And this is a sad verse. Keep going to the right. If you can't find it, just stop somewhere and act like you're there and, you know. <laughs> listen to me, read it, and then you'll look cool. Amos 8.11. Now listen to this. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. You better figure out how to get directions for yourself because it's not gonna be long. I'm afraid, I'm not afraid, but I'm just telling you straight up. This country is headed in a direction where they'll shut people like me down or they'll try to lock my butt up and tell me you can't say that. And I can just tell you, well, just come get me and lock me up. You know what, that's easy to say. It's harder to actually do because I'm not really crazy about being in prison. 
But you got to decide what you're doing. You got to decide what you believe. You got to decide how you're going to live your life. You got to decide, are you just going to piddle at this or, you know, get her done, jump in and actually spend your day, spend your life reading the directions every day. Now, I'm trying to say this over and over and over the years. I've said this over and over. I love that you come to this gathering and meet with us as a church. This is not enough. You have to figure out how to eat for yourself. You have to figure out how to get up in the morning at some point, wherever you do it. I don't want to know where you do it. Some of these things are very personal. So find you a spot. Read your Bible. Talk to your God and get some directions or you're going to end up nowhere. You say, but Richard, you don't understand. I'm busy. I don't have time for this thing. You know what? Then go get yourself lost. Then you come call me saying, can I come sit down with you and talk to you? You know why? Because you got yourself lost. Now you need to get found and get some directions. Help yourself. Get involved with a Bible study, a bunch of people who can help you read the directions and make them work for you. And you go, oh, wow, this makes sense. Why did I do this years ago? This is a lot better. Let's go to Matthew 7. I'm running out of verses. Matthew 7, and this is Jesus speaking. And these verses, I don't know what's up with, you know, every once in a while some verses get in my head. These have been going for months in my head. And I, I don't know, you just kind of meditate on them. And this is astonishing stuff to me for some reason. Matthew 7, verse 13. Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Wide, broad, boom, everybody's going. Man, let's go where everybody's going. You know what? If you go where most people are going, you will end up in hell, straight up. You say, well, that's a horrible thing to say. I'm telling you, it's just a fact. More people are headed that way because we get swept into this crowd mentality and everybody's doing it and everybody's got it. You know, repentance is changing your mind. The word in the Greek for repentance is to change your mind. But if you're going down a broad way, now track this with me. I am running down, marching down this broad way with all these people. And all of a sudden I say, you know what? I get it. I see it. This is hellbound. This is horrible. This is not working. I don't want to go this way. Then God does something in you. He changes your heart. He changes your life. He changes your mind. And all of a sudden you say, if I'm not going this way, where am I going? I'm going that way. And it changes your direction because you change your mind. But let me tell you something. You're going upstream now. You're going against the crowd. It doesn't mean you have to be mean or rude or whatever. But I'm telling you, if you turn around and go the other way and decide to follow Jesus that way, it's not popular. You will suffer. They'll make fun of you. You're not going to be as cool as you think you were. Keep reading it with me. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Are you one of the few, or are you one of the many? Where are we going, dude? I don't know, but look, all these people are going with us. Can't be bad, or all these people wouldn't be going. I'll read you one more, and it's out of John chapter 14, verse 6. And some of you know this by heart. Now, as it turns out, getting directions, it's more than just a book. It's a person. If you want to get some directions, then get you Jesus. What do I do with my day? What do I do with my life? My career? Who do I marry? Where do I live? All these questions. You better get you some directions. 
or you're just wandering out there in the wilderness waiting for Jesus to come. So you got to learn to wake up one day at a time, read the directions, take one step at a time. And he says, okay, we're going over here. And you might have some arguments. I have some arguments with him. Some things aren't pleasant. Some things aren't fun. And you go, okay, if that's what you're saying, we'll do that. And somehow he takes you through your life, places, things you never could have dreamed of. Ending up in a church like this is part of that. You never would have ended up here by yourself. I wouldn't have. This is nuts. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, let me tell you something. There is a narrow gate and a difficult way, and few there be that find it, and there is one path, and that path leads to God himself, and Jesus is the path. You want to end up with God forever? You're going to have to go through Jesus, with Jesus, it's Jesus. And you say, well, I don't believe that. That's narrow. You people are crazy. I understand. I've heard that my whole life. I'm sticking to my path. Because sticking with him has gotten me in a whole lot better places so far than everybody else's that I hear about. And the diversions and the little voices I hear along the way, even when I ease over that direction, I find out pretty fast that is destruction. I will lose my life, my family, my wife, my everything. It's not worth it. Stop going bad places and get some directions. Richard will be back in a moment to wrap up today's talk. But first, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Let's be honest. Real life isn't about living some highlight reel for others to see. Most people have deep hurts, questions, and struggles. Well, we get it, and we want to help you in any way we can. So let's keep this conversation going. You can give us a call anytime at 855-6-RICHARD or connect with us at our website, richardellistalks.com. You can even put in your prayer request right there on the prayer wall. Call us at 855-6-RICHARD or online at richardellistalks.com. And now let's get back to Richard with a final word on today's show. All right, let's pray. And our Father, I thank you so much for this book. It's just paper, it's just words, but somehow it is the Word of God, and I trust it, God. And I thank you so much for protecting these words, that they were written down, and I know people have a hard time and say, you know what, but it's written by people. There could be full of errors. I hear this all the time, Lord, but I thank you that you are God. You can create the universe. You can certainly protect a book. I thank you for leaving us some directions, some instructions. Help us to be wise enough to read the directions and live by them and follow these directions, Lord, where you want us to go and who you want us to be. And for people struggling and still holding on, Lord, I understand some of that. I don't understand all the struggles, but man, it's just hard to let go because you think, well, this it's not working completely, but it's kind of fun and, you know, I don't want to miss out. Father, enough missing out. We're missing out on you in the life that you intended, where there's some meaning and some purpose and some satisfaction, real satisfaction, some fulfillment, stuff that matters. So first of all, Lord, for the people today who don't know you, and it's like we go through this every week, Lord, but just if for some reason somebody's missed it, and they just say, okay, God, I get these pieces. I've screwed up. I'm a sinner. So I got plenty of stuff to prove that. I got evidence that I have completely messed my life up. And it's more than just having a better life. I realize now that the only way to get into heaven, the only way to spend eternity with God himself is to do it your way and go through Jesus. So Jesus, I don't know why I missed this before, but I somehow now believe that you died on the cross, you were buried and raised from the dead to provide for me eternal life as a free gift. So I'm taking it. 
I accept the gift. I am receiving it. Come live in me and through me right now. Enough already. I need a life. I need a new life. I need some answers. I need some direction. It's not that I could never screw up again because I've met plenty of screwed up Christians, but God, at least I got to have some place to start and figure out how to do this. I accept the forgiveness of my sins. God, I need to be clean. I feel horrible. I've done stuff. I've been places. I've said things. I've seen things. I need you to wash my mind, my heart. I need to be like a tiny little baby being born all over again and try to do this the second time your way with you, not without you. So thank you for loving me, for reaching down and saving me forever and giving me the promise of not just eternal life, but an abundant life between here and heaven, even where there's adversity, even where it's difficult. It's still better to suffer your way, God, than suffering for my own stupidity. And Lord, on the other end of the spectrum, for people who say they already know you and we get pulled away, Lord, I know for a fact in my own life and other people here that we get sucked in so many directions and by the lies, the old lies, and sooner or later, get starved for some word of God. And I pray that you would feed us and that we would digest these things that we've read and that they would bring strength to our bones and life to our lives and that we would live the way you intended with some direction, with some meaning. We love you, we thank you, and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been Richard Ellis Talks with Richard Ellis. There's only one reason we do this program, to take the planet with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's our message and our mission. And you have a vital part of doing that along with us. If you've been encouraged by these talks with Richard, be sure to share with someone about the change they've made in your life. And we'd love to hear your story as to how the talks have made a difference to you. Give us a call. We'd love to talk with you. 855-6-RICHARD. You can also reach us through our website, richardellistalks.com. And while you're there, check out all the fun and informative pages we put together for you, richardellistalks.com. While you're there, be sure to click on the Contribute tab at the top to send your generous gift. If the program is making a difference to you, your gift will make a big difference to us. Until next time, thanks so much for listening to Richard Ellis Talks.